Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. Here we are. Another week. How are you doing? I'm okay. It was a travel week for me. Yes, it was. Spent uh, Monday through Friday morning down in Los Angeles for work. Uh, that was okay. It was, made it a very work-centric week. Um, I did get away for a little bit and went into L.A. proper to see the L.A. Kings uh, Detroit Red Wings game, which was awesome. Haven't seen the Red Wings play live in about three years. And... Uh, it was great to see them on the ice. Great to see all of their stars on the ice, because the last time I saw them, like, half of them were hurt. Um, they Did the hockey players have ouchies? <laughs> the hockey players had ouchies. <laughs> it was late in the season. They're old. They yeah. were hurt. Uh, they lost, unfortunately, Monday night. It was their one loss on this West Coast road trip that they had, but it was still... It was a fun game. It was, it was great to see the LA Kings... Uh, production values in their arena, um, which were kind of slick. And uh, I had a great time, even though they did lose. They deserved to lose. Their power play got left at home. So, or their penalty kill, rather. And so. I don't even know what you're talking you about. You don't know what so. that means. I'll just say I'm happy that you're happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There'll be people who listen that'll know what that means and I'll, will empathize with me. Yeah, sure, whatever. So. Okay. Uh, how was your week? You, you seemed to do pretty well while I was gone, even though you were up here in the I was in the gloom of Humboldt. Yeah, I'm fine. I got some reading done, which uh, we will most likely talk about a little later in the show. Yeah, we'll do that because okay. we we have lots to talk about in terms of all kinds of various bits and bobs coming up. But let's talk about question of the week from last week first. Yes, last week we asked. Is there a series from your favorite author that you'd like to see continue? And we picked out a couple answers to give you guys. Uh, the, the one that I liked the best this week was author Christine Wright. Uh, she very honestly said that she'd like to see her series continue, uh, which I thought was a great answer. Uh, her Light Years Away was never intended to be her first book, she says, but the two characters kind of yanked her over to the computer and made her write their story. And now they're clamoring to move into book three, even though she's trying to get book two done. As she said, they were going to do book three, and I could just figure out how to get them there. Then she also calls out Nicholas Bella as an author that she likes a lot, uh, the New Haven and Demon Gate series. Uh, she likes both of those. Mm -hmm. Jen mentioned that she'd love if Serena Bowen would give us more Graham and Riker from Understatement of the Year. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, Jen continues to say that not that she thinks it was incomplete, but I'm still not ready to say goodbye to Ty and Zane. So if Abby Rue would give us another cut and run, that would be great. Yeah, and we had a couple of responses uh, looking for some more cut and run. Mm -hmm. So Abby, if yeah. you're listening, they want more. Get cracking. Get work. <laughs> you can see all the responses that we got uh, on the show notes for this episode. Yeah, and we'll get you this question of the, this week's question coming up a little bit later. Uh, so you mentioned we read. We've both been reading mm -hmm. quite a lot uh, starting off this year. Uh, we both have finished off the first two Dream Twin Desires books. Yes, we have. Uh, I loved them. Uh, as I mentioned last week, Shira's 
first come mar- first first comes marriage uh, made me cry at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read MJ's MJ O'Shea's uh, The Billionaire Upstairs this week, and just found it delightful. It was such a nice romance. Uh, it, it just hit all the right notes, and I was completely delighted. Mm-hmm. Now February needs to hurry up because we're at least two weeks away from the next of the books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't um i'm sorry my brain just totally i i britain went away i don't i don't know what yeah. i was gonna say if you saw, if I, you're watching our video you saw that <laughs> blank look come over his face i i will reiterate i enjoyed them as well i wish i had something else to say but um i just loved them to pieces i don't have you know any critique at all i just i powered through them uh, I loved uh, both couples and both books. Um, congratulations, ladies! Those are some they they really uh, set the bar high, yeah, uh, and really kicked off Dreamspun in a pretty uh, terrific way. So so thank you for uh, a lovely read this this month. Yeah. I really enjoyed those. Absolutely, and uh, maybe I can slow down the read next month and make those books last a little bit longer. <laughs> mm. We'll see. Uh, the other thing, uh, you read it this week. I actually read these uh, as we closed out 2015, uh, were books from Jordan Nasser. Uh, Home is a Fire and The Fire Went Wild are the first uh, two books in his trilogy that he's writing. These are very uh, Southern-focused books. They start out with main character Derek fleeing New York City because he's had enough. And he goes back home to his small-ish town in Tennessee. Um I loved both of these books, and I these are two that I really just powered right through. Um, they remind me a little bit of Steel Magnolias, a little bit of um, Tales of the City, especially the second book has a good Tales of the City vibe to it. You got to con- contribute to this one at all since you read that that book. I am so on top of it this week. I am on fire. Okay, so I did. I read the the. Uh, Jordan's first book, Home is a Fire, uh, this past week, and uh, I loved it, loved it as well. Uh, I was completely bananas for it, and hopefully by next week I'll have read the second book, and um, we're going to have Jordan on the show, actually. Yeah, Jordan will be on the show. This is a case of a writer finding his reader, because uh, Jordan reached out to us to be on the podcast, and I had not heard of him or his books uh, before he reached out. And since we like to read the books of the people we have on the show, um, he was kind enough to get the books to us, and we both kind of just went gaga for them. So yeah. it's a really good interview, so we'll have that coming up next week. So, yeah, I plan to read the second book by then, and hopefully I'll have something more coherent to say about them. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Cohesion is a good thing. Okay, moving on. Um, this past week... Kindle Alexander released her new book, and we just wanted to take a quick moment to uh, congratulate them on their um, really phenomenal success. Um, On Tuesday, they released uh, Full Domain, which is the third book in the Nice Guy series. And the reason um, uh, we're bringing this up is because I personally can't remember a time when... um, an independent uh, author of gay romance has achieved um, such incredibly 
uh, amazing success right out of the, well, not right out of the gate. Uh, Kindle has spent a, a lot of time uh, cultivating uh, their fan base, uh, and they obviously have a lot of fans because um, I first um, caught wind of, of what was going on on the sales charts at Amazon on Wednesday. I think I saw someone congratulating them on Facebook. So I went in and checked it out because I knew I had known the book had come out. Um, I'd seen some uh, release day reviews on a couple of different blogs, you know, the st kind of, you know, standard release thing that everyone mm -hmm. seems to do. So I went and I checked them out uh, on on Amazon. And uh, not surprisingly, they were number one in all of the gay categories. Uh, but when you dig just a little bit deeper, um, it becomes really obvious um, the uh, number of fans that they have. What was really quite extraordinary, uh, to me at least, is that um, on Wednesday, uh, just one day after the book was released, I think they hit number 12 in the romance category. Now that's the overall romance category, i.e., straight romance. So I thought that was a pretty impressive mm -hmm. feat. And also on Wednesday, I believe um, they were number twenty-three in the overall store in Amazon. That's amazing. Which is bananas. I mean, let that sink in for a second. Out of the entire Amazon store, out of the millions and gazillions. Of Kindle titles, yeah. they were number 23 in the entire store uh, on the second day of the release. So, um, I now I may be mistaken, but as far as I know, um, no gay romance uh, novel has hit this big ever. Um, it's pretty impressive. Now, the, the sales ranking has gone down since then. Uh, right now, we're taping this uh, particular episode on Sunday, and right now the book is uh, uh, sitting at number 71 in the overall store. Still. But the, the fact that they're in the top 100 is amazing. Um, yeah, the so, effort it takes to put any book in the top 100, especially if you're not, yeah, you know, a name like Stephen King or something is... Just outstanding. So congratulations, Kindle. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so <laughs> so we're going to have to hop on the Kindle bandwagon and start reading some of these books and see what all the fuss is about. I know. We've got books <laughs> in the kin in our Kindle that we've just never read I, I yet. Know, with, I know. With so our massive we're, TBR. We're going to have to uh, get reading, and we would love to have them on the show to talk about their, uh, their success, their process of co-writing. Um, mm -hmm. I think they would be... Uh, Really, really interesting. Yeah, See what absolutely. makes them tick. You bestsellers, you. Congratulations, Kindle Alexander. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that was the news I came home to because I kind of missed the whole thing. Not being on Facebook quite as much last week. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take a moment to talk about a celebrity coming out that happened uh, this week. Uh, Charlie Carver, who, uh, along with his twin, Max, um, are known to people for being on uh, MTV's Teen Wolf uh, I believe they run Desperate Housewives uh, for a while. I think they're on something else right now that I'm forgetting. But uh, Charlie came out this week. Uh, and I don't normally focus too much on celebrity coming out. I think, you know, it's good 
anytime somebody visible comes out to kind of help out the youth and help show that it's okay, you know, I can come out and it's fine. Uh, but Charlie put something in his message that really struck me when he said, I owe it to myself more than anything to be who I needed when I was younger. And I, I just think that's such a strong and powerful message. I think, you know, when we're growing up, we always hope we turn out to be who we wanted to be when we were kids. Uh, and for him to really acknowledge here that he needed to be the person that he needed when he was growing up, I think was really powerful. And hopefully, you know, resonated with a lot of his uh, teenage fans and his young adult fans um, who are familiar with his work, um, especially from Teen Wolf, because he, you know, certainly added to his popularity from that show. And so, you know, congratulations, Charlie, for coming out and being able to, you know, live your truth, but also for putting this message out there. I was really, it really kind of impacted me this week seeing that come out. Mm, yeah. Um, that was one of the few things I saw on Facebook while I was gone this week. Uh, I was working, uh, kept up my writing while I was gone, which is always a bit of a challenge uh, to do while I'm on the road because I'm away from my normal environment and my my big screen Mac and my regular size keyboard and everything. Uh, but I did write about 7,000 words this week uh, while I was uh, on the road and kind of working on uh, my uh, celebrity crush story that I've got cooking and also plotting a little bit uh, for the story that I'm working on to chronicle some love in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's all kind of cooking along. Uh, the cool thing this week, uh, which is a first for me, was to get a, a physical piece of fan mail. Uh, I've gotten, as you know, if you've listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, I got some cool gifts at GRL this year uh, from some Hat Trick fans. I get emails, you know, periodically from fans who've read one thing or another, or I get Facebook messages. Uh, this was an actual handwritten letter. And if you're on the, if you're on the uh, video feed, you can see it there. Um, came from Luxembourg, so not only is it a handwritten letter, it's from <laughs> Europe, so it had to get here, you know, via the Postal Service. Uh, it was a lovely uh, letter from a guy named Oliver who came across Hat Trick. Um, he was a hockey fan. He's also gay. Uh, found his love of hockey at a hockey game, the Montreal Canadiens, back in 2013, and it inspired him to go learn how to play the game at age 27. Um he talked a little bit about how difficult it was to learn how to play at that age because you are no longer like youthful <laughs> so much, which I could relate to because I started in my middle 30s, so I was even a little more down the line um, in terms of age than he was. Um, but he said, and what stuck so nicely with me is that, that the book taught him a lesson that it, was, that it was and is okay to be gay and play, and for that I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank you, uh, Oliver. You you just really, you touched me on a Saturday afternoon when I picked this up out of the mailbox. Uh, very much appreciate it. So glad that you liked the books. And thank you for the letter because you emailed me to get the address and you could have emailed me to just say the whole thing, but you went that extra step to send a piece of mail to me, which mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate. Thank you. If you would like to read the Hattrick series, of which Oliver is such a fan, um, the entire series recently came out in a, what do you want to call it? An omnibus collection. That's a nice name for it. <laughs> Will's using the, his big fancy words. Um, yeah. Recently, was it just this last week, correct? Just this week, yeah. Yeah. So 
every book and every short story in the entire uh, Hattrick series has been collected in an omnibus collection, and it's uh, exclusive to Amazon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I suppose you will provide a link in the show notes. Sure will. Or you can just go to Amazon and search uh, Hat Trick Collection, Hat-trick. I assume. Is that what it's called? Hat Trick Box Set. Hat Trick Box Set. But like I said, your Omnibus sounds much more <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Grandiose. <laughs> Grandiose and awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's there. Uh, it's a great way to pick up the three novels and the three short stories in one easy-to-manage Kindle file. And you'll have, I think it's like 780 pages. Mm-hmm. However, they kind of figure out that page count. Uh, so, yeah, you can pick that up. Yeah. Uh, we do want to remind everybody uh, that the raffle that Sarah York has uh, to su- help support Eric Arvin getting uh, some valuable equipment that he needs to do his writing uh, actually ends this week. It'll end on the 21st. Lots of great stuff in there, including the opportunity to pick up uh, a complete set of hat trick paperbacks signed. Uh, as well as some other groovy things, including some uh, Kindle paperweight and... Paper white. Paper white. <laughs> paper weight. <laughs> you can put it on your desk and hold down papers. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I thought that was funny. Oh, well. Uh, I'm glad I'm cracking you up. Yeah. You're a um, humorous man. You're a humorous man. As well as some other... Uh, Paperbacks and ebooks and other goodies. So make sure you get into that raffle uh, before the 21st and perhaps you'll win some cool stuff. Anything else you want to talk about? Should I talk about this? Yeah, talk about that. Okay, tangentially related to writing and books in general, um, I learned recently that the uh, miniseries of Hollywood Wives came out on DVD at the end of last year. So I, of course, quickly ordered the DVD, and um, Jeff and I watched the um, first part of the three-part miniseries, and um, it's awesome. I I will say that the miniseries, which was produced by Aaron Spelling, um, would you agree it's deliberately paced? That's a good word for it. Yeah. By today's modern standards, uh, the storytelling is a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that is is because the 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 sort of scandalous peek behind the Hollywood curtain isn't really that scandalous anymore. Um, so the the lives of the Hollywood wives that are you know being told in the miniseries isn't really that new or particularly well yeah it's 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 not particularly shocking anymore um the first part of the the miniseries uh essentially details um the lives of the hollywood men and women and basically everyone is trying to get a part in this one movie that Anthony Hopkins is directing and Stephanie Powers wrote. It's like the big it script and everyone's talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andrew Stevens is murdering his way across the country <laughs> in order to find out who to get to Hollywood to find out who his real mother is. Uh meanwhile, his his <laughs> twin brother is struggling to get a part in the big movie 
and he weasels his way into Stephanie Powers' office and he gives a good reading and I I don't know. It's um it's like I said, it's a teeny bit slow, but it's, I also find it really uh engaging and endearing because um like everyone and his brother was in this thing. I mean, I mean, there's Stephanie Powers and Candace Bergen and uh, Catherine Mary Stewart. Oh gosh, <laughs> Catherine Mary Stewart, how much do I love you? And um, Angie Dickinson and Rod Steiger and just uh, everybody is in this thing. So yeah, I mean, it's typical middle eighties. Big event miniseries. It probably ran in November or February probably. for sweeps. Um, and what is so? Uh, and it has the great Laura Branigan song for the credits. Oh God, it has a kick-ass Laura Branigan. Uh, Back in the days title when credits song. could run for three minutes. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, also, it's uh, amusing to to watch. Um, not just all of the the great actors uh, that are in it, but all of the um, really absurd fashion mm. and uh, insanely ugly um, <laughs> production design. <laughs> this is, I mean, remember, this is an Aaron Spelling production, and he didn't, you know, skimp on anything. So everything that you see on screen was, like, the real deal. This this is this is all, you know, couture gowns and, you know, expensive furnishings, and it's, he, he never skimped on anything. But looking at it now, it's all so breathtakingly ugly. You know, the strange thing about that to me... <laughs> When was this done, does it say? It's, it's from 1985. 85? Yeah. You know, we just had a stint last fall watching the Colbys. Mm-hmm. Which was... Which is my favorite soap of all time. But that came... That was later 80s, right? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't paced as badly, and in a lot of ways, I felt it holds up better than that does in terms of look and design and... A little bit. Maybe because he was on a primetime series budget, he spent it differently. <laughs> he made it look a little less crazy town. Yeah. Any, uh, you know. I don't know. I, uh, what, what can you say? It's My it's... my two favorite bits so far out of part one <laughs> was the ginormous thing hanging off of Mary Hart's dress. Because, yes, she's ended up playing herself with an Entertainment Tonight camera crew, which was hysterical. Huge thing on her, and also Suzanne Summers crimped hair. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne Suzanne Summers plays the the miniseries uh, Sex Pot, and she's trying to be taken seriously as an actress in Hollywood. But how can you when she's running around with this ridiculous crimped hairdo? Yeah, it's because <laughs> you just know she bought a product off TV to crimp that hair. No, it, this is Aaron Spelling. That was a top-of-the-line crimper. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Anyway, so maybe, okay, maybe we'll we'll fill you in on the ending. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Because Andrew Stevens has got to get to Hollywood and... Find his twin. And lose his, you know... Yeah. It's kill gonna, some people, maybe. Yeah. I didn't actually read... I don't think I read that book. I've read some of Jackie Collins. I don't think I've read Hollywood Wives to know where it's going. Yeah. 
Um, so question of the week for this week. We'll pull ourselves back on track a little bit. Uh, this one comes from friend of the podcast, Jillian, who submitted a question uh, one week while she was giving answers. She asks, very simply, what are your favorite romance tropes? So I'll look to you first, because you're more of our trope expert than I am. Although I certainly know what my favorite trope is. Um, I prefer... <clears throat> I think I prefer uh, coming home stories and uh, second chances stories. Um, like in um, Jordan's book, mm-hmm. which, uh, Home is a Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a guy who, who left his small Tennessee. Is it Tennessee? Yes. He left a small Tennessee uh, town for New York City wasn't able to quite make it work uh, in the Big Apple, so he comes home and he starts up a relationship with uh, someone from his past. Um, uh, so those are uh, that you know is probably part of why I love that book so much is because that's sort of my that's my jam. I, I, I don't know. Maybe because that trope sort of plays into the. I think it's just human nature to always wonder, what if? So, you know, going back and maybe rekindling a lost love or that kind of thing, I find I find those really interesting and appealing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For me, I think it's more, I like athlete stories. There's something about athletes, whether they're they're finding their way with each other um, or if it's an athlete and an anti-athlete. Like, I like athletes and nerds or geeks mm-hmm. and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, obviously, I like the athletes. I, I've written a number of books that have athletes um, as, at, if, as at least half, if not the entire couple. Um, and I read a lot of that, too. So I, I definitely lean towards the athletes. Um but I also do like the kind of stories that you're talking about because a lot. I think that's part of why I like Jordan's story was to go home, mm-hmm. and and you know you, it didn't work out where you went, so you came back to the possibly more simpler times and tried to find it. So, so, dear listeners, what are your favorite romance tropes? Let us know. Let us know why. Um, definitely always have to ask the why because it's always good to kind of pull that extra little bit out <laughs> instead of just saying a one word thing. Uh, so let us know. You can tell us that answer in a number of ways. You can tweet us at Big Gay Fiction. You can leave a comment on this episode's entry on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. You can also leave it in the comments for this episode on YouTube or on the website at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And, of course, you can email it to us at Jeff and Will at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And if you are inclined and want to do what Jillian did, send a question our way, too, and uh, we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Mm, No, things were kind of quiet, so I don't think there's anything left. All right, and we're actually going to get out of here within 30 minutes, which was one of our 2016 (laughs) resolutions. Yay! So, uh, (laughs) just a reminder that uh, Jordan Nasser is on next week. Uh, Stop by and hear what he has to say about his uh, debut books, as well as uh, how he found getting into the author and publisher business. Yeah, 
It's good, it's good stuff. Okay. Remember, everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and YouTube. We'd also love your reviews on any of those channels. Uh, if you happen to have a few extra moments, please please uh, give us a star or leave us a few kind words. We'd really appreciate it. You can also leave comments on any of those uh Places as well as our website at BigGayFictionPodcast.com where you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter. And we love emails too, and you can send those to Jeff and Will at BigGayFictionPodcast.com. So that'll do it for this week. We'll see you back here next week. And uh, until then, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. For detailed show notes, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. <laughs>